against the day of my burying has she kept this. Thank God for the woman and her ministry. The ministry, her wisdom revealed. He said it was against the day of my burying she hath kept this. But then the welcome her ministry received. That Jesus said, leave her alone, let her alone. She's doing what she can for me. Then the memory that crowns the ministry of love, the memorial of her, said everywhere the gospel's preached, it's going to be told what she did to me. She had an enduring memory of her ministry. She had an enriching ministry. She had an ever-giving ministry. Everywhere Jesus went from the time he put that spikenard on him, they could smell it. When, they whipped him at the, when he whipped him at the scourging pole, they could smell. It was still on her. It, it saturated his skin. They said he couldn't get it off of you for weeks. Amen. He didn't have long to die. You could still smell her worship on him. Thank God. It's an energizing memory. Amen. Every time we think about it, it ought to energize us to want to get involved. Notice the price. The Bible said it was very costly. Notice the time. She took the time to come to the house. Jesus didn't have to come to her. She went to him to worship. And notice the strength that was spent. Probably a life-saving things that was held up to her wedding. Thank God for John chapter number 12. Then you go over in John chapter number 12 and verse number 21. There's more people getting on it. The Bible said there were some Greeks that came to him in verse 21. And here's what they said. Sir, we would see Jesus. Thank God. Amen. Ain't that, ain't that what should be our goal? That should be our goal. Every message should be about Jesus. Every song should be about Jesus. Every, every time we come to church, it's about Jesus. Amen. Isaiah said he's the lofty one in chapter 57. Matthew 11 reminds us he's the lowly one. And Song of Solomon chapter 5 and verse number 16, we find out the Shulamite, she said, uh, she said, he's the lovely one. Amen. And so all that mattered to the Shulamite was getting to see Jesus. All that mattered to Isaiah was he wanted to see Jesus. He would see Jesus. Amen. And all that should matter to us is that he's lovely. Thank God all about him is lovely. All that are in him are lovely. There's nothing unlovely about him. Everything that you can check on him is lovely. Amen. There's nothing like Jesus. Amen. I like what Song of Solomon said in chapter 4, verse number 7. She said, Thou art all fair. Amen. My love, there is no spot in thee. Oh, thank God for the Song of Solomon. Thank God for those who wanted to see Jesus. Then we get over in chapter number 14. Let's park in chapter 14. I want to read in verse number 1. We'll read down through verse 18, Lord willing. Notice with me in John 14 and in verse number 1. It's a familiar verse. Don't let the familiarity of the text cause you to check out of the service. Look in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas asked a question that later on I'll say it again. He asked a question that helps every one of us. Thomas saith unto him in verse 5, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus answered Thomas. Thank God he asked the question. Thank God he had that concern. Some call it doubt. Hey, if you call it doubt, his doubt led to a question that should take away all our doubts. Look at what he said in verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, Jesus said, ye should have known my Father also. From henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, shew us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou, shew us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I saith unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, Jesus said, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. I don't know if I'm loving him really like I ought to love him. Verse 16, and I pray the Father, and he shall give you, notice capital C, give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Who is it? Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Let's pray. Father, we love you today, and we pray, God, that we might find comfort in a comfortless world. I pray, Lord, that you might help me to encourage folks who are in a world that does not encourage. I pray you to help me to preach the word of God, and faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, that faith may increase, in a world that is faithless. Help me, Lord, to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me to preach it for the glory of God. Help me to see saints encouraged, sinners evangelized, and the Savior exalted. I pray, God, that you'd make me little and make yourself big. Manifest yourself. Magnify your presence. Show up, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name in a powerful way that only, Lord, can be thought about or, or heard about. But, Lord, let it be experienced. Let us enjoy it. And thank God, let it enable us and empower us to walk out of here changed, transformed, better than when we came in the door. Thank you for the Sunday school teachers that we talked to in the prayer room. Thank you for all those that are filling a position, taking up a responsibility, and being a part of this revamped Sunday school class. I pray, Lord, that you bless it, that you'd add to the Sunday school hour, that you'd increase it, that, Lord, you get the glory out of all that's going to go on and all that will be said from here to eternity, let it be pleasing in your sight. Let my will be your will. Let our will be your will in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help us for a little while tonight, I want to preach on this thought. What's good for a troubled heart? We're living in a day when men's hearts are troubled. The Bible says that men's hearts are going to fail because of fear. Fear is the absence of faith or the absence of enough faith. Notice what the Bible said in verse number one. Number one, I want to point out to you, there is in verse number two through four, thank God, he tells us, don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. So what is good for a troubled heart? I tell you what's good, the assurance of heaven, the assurance of a mansion. Hey, 
the assurance of living with the master throughout eternity. Notice verse number two. This is a settled truth. Look what the Bible says. In my father's house are many mansions. It's not up for debate. It's not a question to be voted on. It is a statement of fact. It is a prevailing place. The word there prevail, it means to, it's a synonym for the word exist. It exists. It will be there when we get there. The Wells Fargo cannot repossess. Amen. I know some people say things like this. I'm going to do some good works. Maybe pray up a brick in heaven. I'm going to do some good works. Maybe send up a two before. Ain't nothing you can do that can add to the mansions. The Bible said, made a statement, plain statement. It's a settled truth. There are, there are many mansions. But then it's a prepared place. It is a prepared place. Notice what the Bible said. And verse number two, I go to prepare a place for you. Ain't you glad it's a prepared place for a prepared people. <laughs> Woo! What happened today you got saved? You got prepared for that place. Amen. It is a settled truth. It is a sure truth. Notice the assurance Jesus gave. It's the same kind of assurance Jesus gave to the thief on the right side. He said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So you could read verse number two. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Notice verse number three. It's a sure truth. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Woo! It's settled. Hey, man, it's sure. Hey, it's the same kind of encouragement that the thief dying on the right side got. Today thou shalt be. In other words, there's an existence after death. Amen. He said, where I'm at, there you're going to be also. It's a settled truth, verse number two. It's a sure truth in verse number three. But I want you to notice in verse four, all of it, but notice in verse four, it's the scriptural truth. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. He had already been preaching to them. He said, man is going to lift me up. And if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. Thank God for the drawing power of Calvary. Going by the way of Calvary, he's the forerunner. He's the way maker. He's the door opener. He's the high tower. He's the refuge. In the Old Testament, there were six cities of refuge, but seven is a number of perfection. Y'all have heard me preach it. He's the seventh city, a man of refuge. He's the final one. There is no more. I don't need no other place to run to. Thank God. It's a scriptural truth. He said, because I go and you know which way I'm going he said don't worry he said the whether I go you know and the way you know he's going to make it plain in just a minute Thomas is trying to figure out this truth amen but he's going to have it nailed down Jesus is the seventh man Jesus is the seventh wagon he can bear your burden he came to complete what Adam failed to complete amen he's the last hope and he's the only hope you need Here's the assurance what will help a troubled heart and assurance of heaven. Jesus said, heaven's real and I'm there. I'm going there at this point and he's there now. And he said, if I go and I prepare the place, I'm on doubtless come again. Brother Scott, when I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to some 
weird out there, far, far out in left field kind of afterlife where there's an old man in charge of everything, where all religions get to go. Oh no, I serve the one and true God. You serve the one and true God. There is a heaven and it's real, amen. There's been books written on five minutes in heaven. Well, I want to tell you, Paul got a glimpse of heaven and he said, I can't even talk about it. So if they, they, if they really saw heaven, they wouldn't be able to write no book about it. They wouldn't be able to write no movie about it. Amen, hallelujah. Woo, it's unlawful to even speak on earth what he experienced in glory. I say amen. There is an assurance of heaven. If you die and you're saved by the grace of God, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm not going to sleep. My body's not going to wait there for a resurrection. My spiritual man is going to take flight. Amen. Thank God. What a help a troubled heart in troublesome times. I'll tell you what a help it. The assurance that heaven's real and I'm going. Number two. Not only that, look in verses five through seven. There's access to the highway. Amen. Not just assurance of heaven, but access to the highway. Thank God for the assurance of a mansion, but thank God for the atonement of our master. Look in verse number five. Notice what the Bible says. Here's the doubts, the doubts, the doubts that's going to be relived in Thomas's words. Notice what he said. Thomas said unto them, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? There's some questions that people asked in the Bible. I sure am glad they asked it. Because he asked the question, he's known as Thomas the Doubter. But the question that he asked relieves doubts for every generation. He said, we don't know whether you go and how can we know the way. So Jesus is going to tell him the doubts that are, are, going, to be, are going to be relieved. But notice the doctrine that's going to be revealed. Look at verse 6. Jesus is saying in verse number 6, notice what he said. Jesus saith unto him, he says unto us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hey, this ain't price is right. Pick which door you want. Amen. Woo, say amen right there. Amen. I, I know what Joel Steen said. He, he agreed with Oprah Winfrey. And I know they say there's many roads that lead to heaven and Jesus is only one of them. I can't help it. They're a bunch of liars. The truth of the Bible, let God be true and every man a liar. And Jesus is dogmatic. He does not say, notice your text. He does not say, I am a way. He does not say, I am a truth and I am a life. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Amen. So doubts are relieved, but doctrine is revealed. Here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, follow me. I'm the way which thou should follow, the truth that you should trust, and the life that you should hope for. He, amen. Jesus is saying, I am the way that's involuble. That word involuble means to never be broken, never to be infringed on, never to be dishonored. Jesus says, I'm the way, involuble. I'm the truth, infallible. And I'm the life that's eternal. I say amen. Hey, what do you find in verse 6? i tell you what you find. You ought to write it outside of your Bible. You find without a way, there's going to be no going. Without the truth, there's going to be no knowing. And without life, there's going to be no living. Amen. Woo! Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah for the doctrine that's revealed. And verse 6. What's going to help a troubled heart? The assurance of heaven. What's going to help a troubled heart? Access 
to the highway that leads there. Amen. Jesus is saying, I'm the straightest way, the highest truth, and the most blessed life to live. Jesus is the way to go for the detoured man. Jesus is the truth to know for the deceived man. And Jesus is the life to show, amen, for the dead man. Has anybody here been detoured by sin? Hey, Jesus is the way to get off the detour. Has anybody in here been dead in your sins? Everybody was dead. I hope nobody is dead in your sins. But if you are dead in your sins, thank God for him. He said this, thank God he's able to quicken you and to give you life. Amen. Has anybody in here been deceived by the lies of the devil, by the lies of false religion? Amen. To those that's been deceived, he's the truth to know. Amen. In fact, you could say it like this. I wrote six things down. Jesus is the new and living way to God. Jesus is the sure way to God. Jesus is the safe way to God. Jesus is the holy way to God. Jesus is the happy way to God. But I like this one. Jesus is the only way to God. <laughs> Woo! He was dogmatic. That's why we are to be extreme in our belief. That's why we are dogmatic in our belief. Muslims do not worship the same God. Hindus do not worship the same God. Buddhists do not worship the same God. Christians who believe this Bible are worshiping the only true God. He said, I am God and there is none else. He wasn't just some good prophet. He was God incarnated in flesh who died for sinner, the creator for the creation. I say amen. He's taking doubts and removing them. So there's doubts relieved. Hey, if you wondered if, if there's another way, Jesus said, nope, I'm the way. Doctrine is revealed. He said, I'm not just the way. Hey, man, for them that are detoured, I'm not just the truth of them that's deceived. I'm not just the life to them that's dead. Hey, man, I'm the life to all that are dead that want to have life. I, I'm the truth for all them that are deceived that want to have truth. It's not just for us that's already been saved. It's for every sinner on their way to hell. Ain't you glad he's still saving sinners? Hey, man, hallelujah. He's not willing that, all, that any perish, but all come to repentance. Thank God. Notice this in verse number 7. The doctrine that's revealed, the divisions that are received in our text. Notice verse 7. He said, if ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Here's what, here's what he said. Man's response to the gospel that's been preached. Man responding to the truth that's been revealed will determine if they're divided into the goats or the sheep into the dead or into life, into hell or to heaven. Jesus said there's a division. He put it there. I didn't put it there. He said, if, little preposition, ye had known me, watch what he said, ye should have known my father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Ain't you glad? Jesus is saying, the only way to know truth, the only way to know me, hey man, the only way to know the father is to know me. Hebrews put it like this. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I say amen. Hallelujah. The division. So take courage. Take courage. Can I just say today, amen, there's access to the highway. Thank God there's assurance of heaven. Thank God, number three. Notice this in verse number 16. There's an assistance of the Holy Spirit. Not only is there an assurance of heaven, not only is there access to the highway, but thank God there's an assistance right now, right now. How do you help a troubled heart? 
Heaven's going to be in the future. How do you help a troubled heart? Doctrine is settled. Amen. Assurance is given. Jesus can save the sinner. Amen. But notice this. He'll give you an assistance. Look at verse 16. He said, and I pray the Father. Let me ask y'all. Let me just ask you this. Do y'all think there's ever been a prayer that Jesus prayed that wasn't answered? There has never been a prayer that Jesus prayed that was not answered. He is God in the flesh. He has he, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Hey man, they're three, but they're one. They think alike, they are alike, they are one. I say amen, hallelujah. So here's, here's what the Lord said, why he's on planet earth, why he's fixing the head toward Calvary. Here's what he said. He said there's gonna be assistance of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the assistance of the mighty God. Look what he says, look what the Bible says. He said, I'm gonna pray and you're gonna get another comforter that he may abide with you forever. That word there, C, that's talking about the Holy Ghost, capital C. That's going to be a Holy Ghost. He's mighty. He's mighty. Thank God he's mighty in his reach. I got to thinking about how mighty is the Spirit of God's reach. Well, I'm going to tell you what conviction got the feet up a tree. Y'all remember Zacchaeus? He climbed up a tree. Conviction ran him up a tree. That's what you call Holy Ghost hounds of heaven being on a man and treat him like a raccoon up a tree. Hey man, the thief that was up a tree and yet God was able to reach him. Then the thief that was headed to the tree, that's Barabbas. Here's what the Lord did. He said, I'm going to take your cross for you and you're going to get set free. I'm going to let myself die and you're going to get set free. History says Barabbas became an evangelist and told everybody, I don't know how he couldn't. How could he not? He, he looked back at the cross of Calvary and saw somebody dying in his place. All you got to do is look at Calvary and see somebody dying in your place. Hey, man, the, he's mighty in his reach. He reached a thief that ran up a tree. He reached a thief that was headed for the tree. He reached the thief that was on the tree. Y'all remember that thief dying on the right side? But yet the Lord saved his soul. Hey, man, and said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But he also reached a thief like you and me. We deserve the tree. Oh, he's mighty in his reach. Amen. He's mighty in his redemption. When Jesus died for us and paid the sin debt, guess what? He don't have a layaway plan. He don't save you part way and you got to work the rest of the way. When he saves you, he saves you fully and he saves you freely. Don't cost you a dime. If you don't have a penny today and you're lost, you can get saved. Amen. He saved you full. He saved you free and he saved you forever. Amen. I'm glad I don't get a re... Hey, I might get redone. I might get refreshed. I may get renewed, but I don't have to get resaved. Amen. Every time I think a bad thought, or do a bad thing or say a bad word I don't have to get resaved again Amen. it's free, it's full, it's fine he's mighty in his reach mighty in his redemption he's mighty in his reinforcement here's what he said I'm going to pray God sends you reinforcement that's what he said he said the, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, verse 17, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. Watch this, and shall be in you. Watch this, I will not leave you comfortless. That word there, comfortless, is, comes from a word which means to be like an orphan. God said, I'm gonna pray for a reinforcement. When, when I get back, 
I'm going to pray the Father, send the Holy Ghost. Ain't you glad on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came in mighty power, baptized all the believers. Fire wasn't just in the tabernacle. Fire wasn't just in the temple. But fire is over the individual believer. Amen. And the Spirit of God don't just hover on a person. Don't just hover around a person. But now lives, Jesus said, indwells a person. Thank God he, the Spirit of God lives in us and we're not alone. The Word of God says, it uses this word paraclete. Amen. Somebody to go alongside. That's a name for the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Ghost comforts you so you won't be comfortless. How do you, how do you help a heart that's troubled? Remind them there's an assurance of heaven. How do you how do you help a heart that's troubled? Amen. Just remind them, thank God, there's access to the highway that leads to heaven. But then also, thank God, the Spirit of God reminds us, thank God we have assistance on the way to heaven. Amen. If your heart's troubled, hey, just turn it over to God. If you feel like you can't do it, turn it over to the Holy Ghost. I'm glad that somebody lives on the inside of you that never be defeated, that'll never be destroyed. When Jesus, thank God, came in your heart, the devil got kicked off the throne and he ain't gonna move over to let the devil or demons of hell come in there. Amen. He'll not leave me like an orphan. Amen. The Bible says he prayed and there was a comforter that came to me. And he said, I will come to you. And then verse, notice what he said. I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. He's mighty in his reach. He's mighty in his redemption. He's mighty in giving us a reinforcement. But he's mighty in his return. <laughs> Amen. He's coming back. Don't hang your head down. Lift your head up. Your redemption draw the nigh. Don't let your hands hang down in the sanctuary. Lift them up in the sanctuary. Amen. Look to the ill from which cometh your help. As sure as he was mighty in his reach when you saved your soul from the bottomless pit we were in. Ain't you glad he's mighty in his redemption? Put you in the family of God. Brought you out of darkness. Translated you to the kingdom of his dear son. Thank God. He's mighty in the reinforcement. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside. He walks with us and talks with us. Reproves us of sin. Encourages us in the truth reveals to us the word of God and lets us know we're not in this battle alone. He's greater than a crutch. Hey man, he's greater than any friend you'll ever have. He won't make him so mad he won't leave. You can grieve him. You can quench him, but he'll never leave you. I say glory to God. Amen. Bless the holy name. Thank God for reinforcements. Amen. Thank God the Lord's coming back in his return. Amen. You say, preacher, when is he coming? Any minute. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. You know what? His return's imminent. On the time clock of God, it's the next thing on God's prophetic calendar. I don't know when he's coming, but he did say this. Know y'all, so in the last day, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, without self-control, in other words. Hey, man, they, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And he gave all of that in 2 Timothy 3. That's not a description of the world. He says when the church starts looking like that, when the church starts looking like the world, keep your eyes open. The eastern sky's gonna split and the Lord's gonna come back. I'm a looking for the rapture. I'm a looking for the rain. I'm a looking for his return. And as sure as he sat down on the right hand, he's gonna get up one day and he's gonna fetch his pride. He's a coming back and the horn's gonna toot and we're gonna scoot. We're getting out of here, amen. Hallelujah. He is coming. His return is imminent, amen. I'll say amen.
His return is inclusive. So who's he coming after? Well, the Bible tells us in verse number one and number two, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in You know who he's coming back for? He's coming back for believers. It's all inclusive. The Lord knoweth them that are his, that everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. He set what on you? He's got his seal on you. He knows everybody. He knows where they're buried. He knows where they're living. He knows where they're walking. He knows where you're sleeping. That's why sometimes I get scared. I get scared thinking, if the Lord comes back, I wonder what he's going to catch me doing. Y- y'all say amen. I wonder where we're going to be. I don't want, I'd be ashamed. If, unless you're sick, unless you're providentially hindered, and ever, sometimes I think people just throw their ox in a ditch so they can say their ox is in a ditch. But unless you're providentially, wouldn't it be a shame for the Lord to come back on a Sunday and catch you missing church? Somebody say amen right there. Woo, he's coming back. Who's he coming for? It's all inclusive. He's coming back. Man, I, I know y'all heard me say it, but I, I love telling it. I, I just can't get over that guy talking about that cruise ship and spending. I ain't never went on a cruise ship. I'm, I, if I could ever talk my wife into going, she's saying no. I'd like to go on a cruise ship one day. So here's the cruise ship I'm going to go on. I think I can go on a Mississippi Riverboat cruise. At least she can see the banks. You know what I'm saying? At least they, I believe I could swim to the banks. I believe she'd go on that one. Well, brother, I'm on a, one day, I, I was reading about an old boy, and, and, and he saved all his life savings, got his ticket, went on the cruise ship, packed his luggage full of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and then he ran out of food by the third day, got to hungry, and got to thinking, watching people go to the buffet, get all this food. He asked him one day, he said, can I have your leftovers? And he said, son, if you're on board this, don't you know that it's all inclusive? You can eat all you want. <laughs> hey, don't y'all know it's all inclusive? God's got this from the beginning to the end. He ain't get you on board this city design and just let you find you fight your own way. He's gave you reinforcements, amen. Hallelujah. He's showing you, hey, my reinforcements are real. My redemption's real. My reach is real. But as sure as all that's real, my return is real. And just know I'm going to take care of you, amen. Here's what he said. It's all inclusive. Amen. Believers are all going to be included. His return is imminent. His return is inclusive. Thank God his return is irresistible. You say, what he's saying? I, I like what the Ecclesiastes said. Though hand joining hand, amen, they cannot prevent his return. It don't matter how bad the wicked crowd up in Congress or House of Representatives or the President or, or what form of government don't want the Lord to come back one day. He's going to come back and stop a mold, mud hole in this world that only fire's going to get rid of. Amen. And I'm telling you, the wicked ain't going to be able to resist it. Amen. Thank, we're going to be included, so we ain't going to try to resist it, but the wicked ain't going to be resisted. In fact, when he get down to that valley of Megiddo and get down there in that Armageddon, that blood's going to run so deep with that wicked crowd that didn't believe this Bible, that didn't choose Christ the way, the truth, and the life that the blood is going to run so deep to the horse's bridle, about five to six foot tall. Hey man, God is going to wipe that crowd out and we're going to have a front row seat riding on white horses watching it all. Hey church, I'm trying to say hey, when your heart's troubled, just know heaven's real. When your heart's troubled, just know access to the highway that leads to heaven is real. And just so you know, thank God there's an assistance on the trip that's real. Say amen. And so let me say this in close. 
even for the sinner, there's hope. Even for the sinners, there's help. Say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying it ain't as bad as you think it is. Say, preacher, what? I'm telling you, it's not as bad as it seems. Even for sinners, if you went over to Luke chapter 10 and verse number 30, you remember that old boy that went from Jerusalem to Jericho? In other words, he left the city of God, went to the city of sin, and the Bible said he went, got about halfway down there, and they left him half dead. Y'all remember that? The Bible said they left him half dead, stripped, took, robbed him, took everything he had, and left him for half dead. Levites, that's religious workers, couldn't help him. Priests, religious, religion couldn't help him. But thank God there was a good Samaritan. Thank God that came on purpose to where that man was at in the ditch and got down in the ditch with him and poured in wine, picture of the blood, poured in oil, picture of the Holy Ghost. And then he picked him up and set him on his own ass and took him to the end. Ain't that a blessing? Hallelujah. Thank God he got down in a mess with him and healed him up and bandaged him up and put him on the ass and took him to the end. And the Bible said that he paid for the end. And the end's a picture of the church. And he said, hey man, just let him know. He could hear, I'm sure he's worried. He said, the man that helped me is leaving. But he heard him say this. He said, I'm gonna come back. And he said, if there's anything left to take care of, I'll take care of it when I get back. Hey, man, glory to God. It ain't as bad as the same sinners. Hey, what are you saying? I'm saying the sovereign might show them your ditch tonight. Hey, man, say, man, somebody's help is available. His name is Jesus. The Savior's soon going to come. Get it right while there's time. Great God in heaven. You can have an assurance of heaven. Hey, man, access to the highway. And glory to God and assist along the way. Let's all stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm glad there's a God in heaven that can take the trouble out of your heart. God can take the trouble